listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 25th of November. Australia's former Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, has finally broken his silence over the Scott Morrison secret portfolio scandal as a report into the power grab by the former Prime Minister is set to be handed down today. A new book has revealed Mr Frydenberg believes Mr Morrison's decision not to tell his Cabinet Ministers that he'd signed himself up to a number of extra portfolios was, quote, wrong and profoundly disappointing, labelling the move as an extreme overreach. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is set to receive the findings of the Bell report today that's been investigating the portfolio scandal since August. It's not yet known if the details of the report will be made public. Meantime, the legislation governing the Reserve Bank of Australia could be tightened as an independent review panel prepares to hand down its findings to the federal government. The panel members have spoken publicly for the first time, saying there is a possibility of giving the power to change the cash rate to a separate specialist committee. It comes after a number of rate hikes this year, with panel member Professor Renee Fry-Gibbon saying people are concerned about the ongoing uncertainty. There is a concern that we're going to be facing different shocks going forward. Meantime, Green Senator Nick McKim has told Channel 7 the lifting of interest rates has cost the RBA Governor, Philip Lowe, Australia's trust. We need the voices of ordinary Australians, we need the voices of workers, we need the voices of renters on the board. We think that Dr Lowe needs to go. The Home Affairs Minister will travel to Western Sydney today to meet with local mayors who are concerned about the resettlement of ISIS brides. A group of women and children arrived last month while around 40 others remain in Syria. Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill has told Channel 9 they have been assessed for security risks by multiple agencies. The most important thing is that it's really clear that this is in the best interest of our country. It's not going to be a popular decision with some people and that's, you know, part of my work is making unpopular choices. Millions of Victorians will head to the polls tomorrow in what's expected to be one of the most anticipated state elections in Victoria's history. The Andrews government has been plagued by the ongoing fallout over COVID lockdowns and accusations of corruption and cover-ups. But as James Lake reports from Melbourne with plenty of conflicting polling data, it's still anyone's guess who will win tomorrow. There really is no way of confidently predicting what will happen tomorrow, Tash. Over the past few weeks, support for Dan Andrews and Labor has slipped, while support for the coalition led by Matthew Guy has slowly increased. Right now, though, both major parties sit level with 36% of the primary vote. After preferences, Labor is just ahead but still might not get enough seats to form a majority government. Now, what's more interesting is that even if Labor does win the election tomorrow, we might still have a new Premier. Exit polling from Dan Andrews' seat of Mulgrave, which he has occupied for 20 years, shows a surge in support for independent candidate Ian Cook. And if the sample figures are repeated tomorrow, Dan could be gone after all.
Concerns this morning, Christmas holidays could be plagued by more travel chaos and delays, with Qantas domestic flight staff threatening to walk off the job, calling for better wages and conditions. 99% of the airline's cabin crew have voted yes to industrial action, but there's no firm date in place as yet. Angela McManus from the Flight Attendants Association has told Channel 7 employees are fed up and exhausted. Flight attendants are angry. They do want um, Qantas to listen to them. It will be a very last resort for us. This is all in Qantas's hands. To WA now, where thousands of nurses will go on strike later today, defying orders from the Industrial Relations Commission to call it off. Our reporter Adam Hemmings has the details from Perth. Tash, nurses will walk off the job from 7 o'clock this morning saying they've had enough. They'll then rally outside State Parliament from 11. The Health Department is treating it as a critical incident and it's formed a crisis team to monitor the impact. Emergency departments and intensive care units are among the areas not included in today's action, but hundreds of elective surgery procedures have been postponed. And nurses are angry. The Industrial Relations Commission says it may summons any transport operator, public or private, if they take nurses to today's rally. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. We almost had a deal to hold bank executives responsible for wrongdoing, but then it got pulled at the last minute. Tash, good morning. Yeah, that's right. We were all ready to celebrate the fact that a deal had been done between Labor and the Greens, which would have got this straight through the Senate and into law, which would have fined bank execs $1.1 million. And this is the important part, personally, for doing the wrong thing or for not doing the right thing. In other words, hearing or seeing there might have been problems and not doing enough to fix them. Now, we know that when it comes to bank CEOs and banks themselves doing the wrong things, Bank CEOs walk off with a nice bonus. They're no longer there. The bank shareholders have to suffer the loss and maybe we will have another Royal Commission. This might, still if it goes ahead, actually make bank executives a little bit more focused when it comes to their own portfolios, when, if, whether doing the wrong thing in, in terms of running the banks. Unfortunately, at this stage at least, the Labor Party seemed to have pulled it. The bank executive, the bank lobby, very, very powerful in Canberra. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Always about politics. Also mm-hmm. today, Scott, the regional airline Rex has had a dig at Qantas, accusing it of price gouging because, gosh, the cost <laughs> of flights both interstate and overseas are very expensive at the moment. Somehow I think uh, Rex just said what we were all thinking. I paid 1200 bucks for a return flight from Sydney to Melbourne a wow. couple of weeks ago. It's just astonishing. So whether it's officially gouging and gouging, they're, they're fighting words and they're competitors. So let's, let's you know, l- allow a bit for, for competition. Maybe Rex just want a headline. That's probably fair enough too. But GFS are ridiculously expensive right now. Just extraordinary. I mean, a return flight to, to Melbourne from Sydney, you could get a one-way flight to London at Long for less than that. So it just goes to show how quickly prices have risen. Limited capacity, uh, plenty of you know people wanting to fly. That is a recipe for higher prices. I'm not sure competition's working in the aviation sector, but uh, we'll see what happens from here. Now, we always talk about the problem with inflation, then playing, of course, into increasing interest rates. But mm. gosh, the stats of how much people are going to spend today on the Black Friday sales staggering. I have a, I have a mental picture of Phil Lowe, the RBA governor, hitting his head against the brick wall and saying, guys, seriously, I, I've told you and I've told you and I've tried to put rates up and I've asked you please to stop spending. 
We're going to spend $6 billion, at least according to the National Retailers Association, between today and next Monday. That's in four days, up to 25% now of Christmas spending or pre-Christmas spending. The, the holiday period effectively starts now spending-wise, a month or so till Christmas. Uh, 25% of it going to be spent in the next four days, which is just remarkable for something that Australians really didn't know much about, of course, an, an imported uh, holiday or imported sales event uh, from the US. We didn't do it five or 10 years ago, but now it's all the rage. And yeah, despite concerns of what might happen to the economy, and frankly, people are doing it tough out there, but somehow we're still finding a way to spend $6 billion in four short days. It's got my justification, saving money to buy Christmas presents. There you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. Thanks, Taj. Happy Friday. <laughs> and you too, mate. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. Justin Langer, gosh, certainly on the defensive, attempting to clarify those very explosive comments regarding the test captain. Yeah, in uh, Pat Cummins, of course, uh, widely it was, uh, the parallel was drawn between the comment, anonymous cowards, uh, being in reference to Pat Cummins. Justin Langer says that's not the case. This is after an appearance on a podcast that came out uh, this week. And those comments then um, sparked some further reports yesterday that Channel 7 had spoken to Cricket Australia to ensure that Langer would have no contact with players when he's a part of their broadcast. So he appeared on Channel 7 in Perth last night and he denies that he is at war with the test captain. Could not be further. If you listen to the podcast, I was actually praising Pat. I was praising Finch. I was praising Tim Payne for giving me the feedback. Like it was magic. I was actually complimenting them, not criticising them as it's come out. Uh, Bridget Patterson led the strikers into the WBBL final last night in a thrilling final over win against the Brisbane Heat. She finished unbeaten on 45, hitting a four, then a massive six, helping the strikers chase down 23 runs in the last two overs, Tash. And Brett, all eyes certainly on Cristiano Ronaldo at the World Cup this morning. Yeah, playing his first game for Portugal after that uh, messy exit from Manchester United and didn't let them down, drilling a second-half penalty against Ghana, becoming the first in history to score at five World Cups. It's Ronaldo, it's 1-0 Portugal! On SBS there, and you can listen to every World Cup game live and in your language on the listener app. In terms of the Socceroos, they're confident they can respond strongly after that 4-1 loss to France. Midfielder Jackson Irvine says uh, it's all not lost ahead of tomorrow's crucial clash with Tunisia. We're not feeling down. Don't need to, as I say, overthink, as the word I used before, um, because we've just got that environment that just lifts everybody straight back up to that level to be able to perform again. And we expect Aidan Rustic uh, will play. He was battling an ankle injury, was unused off the bench against France. But uh, looks like he will uh, get some game time uh, tomorrow night. And Brett, did a young AFL player let slip where he may be drafted to next week? Yeah, George Wardlaw has certainly been heavily linked to uh, North Melbourne just about in every phantom draft. They have him taken highly on uh, Monday night and he did nothing to uh, quash that speculation yesterday. We'll sit down with the um, the North Melbourne um, team and we'll we'll kind of, oh, not North Melbourne, wherever I go. Um, I can't say I've met Alistair just yet. Hopefully I can. Despite saying that, I'm really not sure where I'll end up. It was his first ever media interview, I think, there, Tash, so um, we'll give him a pass mark for that one. Yeah, absolutely. You have a great weekend. Thanks, Brett. You too. Thanks, Tash. And the biggest names in Australian music have gathered in Sydney overnight for the 2022 ARIA Awards. Australian music icon Natalie Imbruglia took on the hosting duties with rapper Baker Boy, the biggest winner of the night, taking out five awards, including Album of the Year, leaving him speechless. 
Oh my god! Okay. Sorry. Oh my heart. While Tones and I won the award for Song of the Year for her track Cloudy Day, and Olivia Newton-John's daughter delivered an emotional video message, Chloe Latanzi holding back tears in the tribute to her legendary mother on Channel 9. She was so grateful and so moved by all of the support that she received from Australia during her cancer battle. Excuse me. Um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for remembering her so beautifully. While Seeker singer Judith Durham and musician Archie Roach, who also both passed away this year, were also honoured. That's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and have a lovely weekend. And we'll see you Monday. Listener.